Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. I am Mike Heck. We are back after a rare week off to attempt to predict the futures of some of the notable names coming out of a quite memorable UFC 273 event on Saturday in Jacksonville, Florida. I am actually still in Jacksonville, but not for much longer. And more on what that means for this show in a moment. But joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, the well-rested, I'm sure, best friend himself, Mr. Alexander K. Lee. Good morning, sir. What's up, my best friend? I mean, look, seeing you always takes me up another level, energy-wise. But I'm I'm in a pretty good mood anyway. Like, it wasn't the most top to bottom. It wasn't the most amazing card. We, I'll repeat what our our uh, our brilliant New York Rick said. That this is this was a three course meal card, not a uh, not a buffet, and, and we knew that because um, the prelims were fine. Uh, main card was pretty good. Actually, all all five fights were pretty good. I actually really liked Mackenzie Dern, Tisha Torres as well. Uh, but it was but storyline wise, I felt like so much so much move forward. I feel like we had forward movement for in the stories of Kamzat Shemaev, Osman Sterling, uh, Volkanovski, even the people who lost, they'd be heading in the other direction, but we 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 learned, I think we learned things. And, and I'm all about learning. I, rules rule. People know that. And also, I love to learn. That's the other thing. I don't know if people know that about me, Mike. I love to learn. And we learned things uh, about a lot of the fighters on, on Saturday's card. And uh, I'm very excited to talk about it more. I agree. But first off, I think it's fair to say that we pride ourselves in being a show for the peeps. But this week, unfortunately, we're just not going to get to all of the peeps. Or I'm probably going to guess we're going to get to very few, probably the least amount we've ever had on the show. Because I need to beat feet out of here in around 50 to 55 minutes at the most to check out of the hotel, head home. Get something to eat, all that good stuff. So we're gonna get you're, to you're our still picks. in because you're, you're still in Duval. Yeah, I am on the gun before checkout. So we're getting after it here. We'll get to as many listener picks as we can. And although we'll miss probably most of you, 
I promise we'll make it up on a future date. And luckily, we have a brand new show on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network and live on Twitter three days a week, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. So if you want to get your matchmaking questions in for that show, we could do that. And we will make it up to you either way because that's what we do. But let's get into it, AK. No more time to waste. Let's begin with the man who even he he even flipped our own E. Casey Lydon with this conversation. This man may very well be the best fighter on planet Earth right now. And his name is Alexander Volkanovsky. He goes out and, in my opinion, he pitches, I mean, as close to a perfect game as you can over a, a fight that ends up in the championship rounds against the Korean Zombie. A lot of people thought this fight would be more competitive than the betting line suggest. But in the end, Volkanovsky showed he probably should have been an even bigger favorite as he dominated Zombie, got his first finish in over three years to boot. This seems pretty obvious where he's going, but maybe not. Your thoughts on what could be next for the featherweight champion of the world? Yeah, Mike, the beauty of uh, the rankings and whether you have Volkanovsky 1 or 2 is we, I think we're still very soon going to get to see him definitively prove it if he didn't already with that performance on Saturday. He's got to fight Max Holloway again. Uh, I don't know if it's next. I don't know if it's one fight and then, you know, when then whenever Max Holloway is ready. We don't know the timetable for his return. We still don't really know why he's out. But uh, this is going to be a pretty easy show, Mike. I think this whole show is going to be pretty easy. I didn't have a lot of difficulty with too many of the matchups, and this is one of the easier ones. Uh, I've seen a few people ask, do you really want to see them fight again? Like, do we need to keep seeing these guys fight? I'm like, yes! These are the two best 145ers in the world, two of the best of all time. If Volkanovski and Holloway fought each other ten times, I'd be happy. I don't think their bodies could withstand it. I don't think we're, I don't think we're gonna get we're gonna get a best of seven series. Though that would be amazing. But that structure, I mean, MMA, unfortunately, is really just not structured in a way where that's possible. So, but either way, we need to see at least at least once, and I and I'm happy to see it next. If I if I I think it's I think it's gonna happen next. It's my magic wand pick. If I were booking and and uh, I could guarantee Max Holloway is ready in the next four or five months, that that's where I'm going with it. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be Max Holloway. G- give me that fight again. The second one, I say it all the time, underrated classic, mm-hmm. one of the closest fights you will ever see as a mixed martial arts fan. And the way Holloway, Holloway has looked since that second fight and how much better Volkanovski has gotten since that second fight, it is the one. And dare I say, it would be a great main event or co-main event for International Fight Week, AK. I think that would be a, a great spot for that fight. I mean, as, as, as long as Volkanovski turned around, but the way he was speaking at the press conference seemed like he wanted to get back in there right away and do the damn thing, and I think Holloway would probably be ready as well. So, great, great performance from Volkanovski. I can't wait to see that third fight with Holloway, and uh, which is well done on the greats part. But as far as where the Korean zombie goes, this is kind of a tough one because, he, and I feel like we say this after a lot of his fights, he's certainly going to need to take some time off. He's going to need to re-energize, refocus. He's going to have to heal up because he took a beating in this fight. And because of that, I'm going with Bryce Mitchell, AK. Bryce said he was going to need some time after his win over Edson Barboza. Maybe we see him at the end of the year. He said he's going to had to heal up some injuries. He was in no true rush to get back in there. But I feel like schedules will probably line up here. I mean, if this is a case where Zombie could come back in like three or four months, I might go a different way. But I feel like these two guys, their timelines, where they're both at in this division, I feel like the schedules line up here. So that's my pick. What say you? I'm a little surprised you went Mitchell because that's kind of close to where I'm going with it. I, I'm going with Barbosa. 
I actually think the loser of that of that Mitchell Barbosa fight as the one who should fight Zombie. This isn't the first time I've brought this up on on the next one. I think you brought it up before. I know our listeners have. It's a matchup we we feel like we need to see before both men before either man decides to hang it up, which uh, which could be soon. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as a I'd be very happy to see either man retire because they've frankly shed enough blood and sweat for all of us uh, that I hope they've made enough money that that they can if they wanted to retire tomorrow in peace and comfort they could. I, I feel like that's not the case, and we're going to see both guys fight a few more times. So if that must be the case, they have to fight each other. They have to fight each other at least once. Uh, anyone who thinks Zombie is done just because that performance is Volkanovski, I, I don't agree. I just think Volkanovski is that good. Zombie was just clearly overmatched. He's a tier below, maybe two tiers below Volkanovski and Ortega and Holloway. And that's about where Barbosa sits for me as well. So let's throw these guys in there. Make that a fight night main event or a co-main event. Give me five rounds of it, though, please. It might not need to go five, but just give me the option of five. Yeah, give me five with Bryce, too. Either way, I'm, I'm all for it. You, you mentioned the show's going to be kind of easy. Another one that seems pretty easy. Aljamain Sterling exercised a ton of demons on Saturday. He gets the split nod over Piotr Jan. And, and let me just say this. Even if Jan got the nod, which a good amount of people felt he did, including UFC President Dana White, I still believe Sterling would have had a, a giant weight lifted off his shoulder. He still would have exercised some of those demons because that fight was really good. It was really close. It was really interesting along the way. It may not be the most memorable fight of all time because it just so happened to follow the MMA version of The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania in Toronto, which we'll get into that fight in a moment. But Sterling AK is the undisputed, unified, bantamweight champion of the world. Now he has two official wins... In a row over Piotr Jan. So the question is, will it be TJ Dillashaw next for the Funkmaster? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. It makes the most sense financially. TJ Dillashaw, love him or hate him. He's, he just has the resume of a guy who's, uh, unless he goes on a massive win, uh, excuse me, losing streak over the next like, couple of years, he's just, he's just in the proverbial mix. Two-time champion. Uh, I, I would imagine top four at worst on anyone's uh, bantamweight rankings. I don't know. Maybe some people have some more uh, progressive rankings out there, and they've they've bumped up some of the newer guys. But until like they beat until Dillashaw loses to any of them, I just find it hard for them to take his spot. I hate that. Of course, you know he he tested positive um, when he moved down to flyweight. He failed that drug test. He did his time and and got the two years off. And should he immediately be thrown back on the title picture? I don't know. You guys can debate it. I'm not a fan of it, but I understand how combat sports works. Uh, You've done your time. You get, you know, those that door opens right back up for you. And and as far as Dana White and the UFC concerned, I guess he's said and done all the right things to uh, to uh, regain his his former status. So he is next. I'm sure Aljamain Sterling wants it. Very high profile fight, winnable fight for Aljo. Extremely tough fight, but winnable. It's a legacy fight if you're Sterling and you beat Dillashaw. Again, we talk about we talk about you know silencing some of the critics, some of the haters, like he did with the uh, that win over Jan, a win over Dillashaw. Boy, again, that that takes its fame level. Up another, another, up another level, and uh, I think uh, him and his team will both be angling for that. And Dillashaw, of course, ready to sign as soon as the contract comes. Okay, so I haven't officially made up my mind yet on this, but Dillashaw is clearly involved in this scenario because I have very strongly fought for a TJ Dillashaw versus Jose Aldo tight number one contender fight. Uh-huh. I think that's the fight that one thousand percent should be made. And again, that would be another good one for International Fight Week. Can you imagine TJ Dillashaw versus Jose Aldo on that card? And the winner gets a title shot. The stakes are super high. And even TJ Dillashaw, 
he came back and spoke to the media at just a weird time. I felt like he should maybe should have been brought back after the title fight, but he was like literally brought back on as the first fight. <laughs> like, yeah, he was like, it was before the, as the first fight was happening. I'm like, what our, are we doing here? Our headline on the site because we put it up as soon as the interview happened is is uh, part of it was Tilly Jillshawn like would prefer to fight Peter Yan. It's like, well, that's useless now. <laughs> right. two, two hours later, that was useless, and I'm like, thanks UFC, great job. But you could do five rounds of that fight too. Like that could be the featured bout. You could do five rounds of Aldo versus Dillashaw, and it'd be absolutely ridiculous. Because like, why wouldn't you do that? Just go have some fun. That's my want. Here's the like. Here's here's my here's my thought here because Aljo has been through a ton of crap over these last several months. He has put everything he had into this training camp. He has dealt with a lot. So my question is, how long? Is he going to wait to get back in there? Is this something that he's going to come back in August or September? Like, will we not see him till the end of the year? Maybe even like early next year? Like, how much of a toll did this camp, this build, physically, mentally, emotionally, how much of a toll did it, did it take on him? So I'm taking you on a journey and I'm trying to do the math in my brain right now. I think right this second, the UFC is looking at Sterling Dillashaw. If they could do it, they will. But I'm gonna go Dillashaw Aldo. Winner gets winner gets Sterling. I just don't know if time. I don't think time frames are gonna line up. I just don't know if TJ is gonna want to wait till the end of the year to fight. And I think if they put him in a five round fight with Jose Aldo, number one contender about give him treat it like it's a title fight in a way. Like don't say it's an interim title fight, but treat it like it's an interim title fight if you will. Go that route, and the winner gets Aljamain Sterling because both guys have, especially with Jan out of the picture right now, two fresh matchups. Two very intriguing matchups. And why not just build this thing up and make it a bigger fight for Sterling? So I'm going to go that route. I'm sticking to my plan. Dillashaw, Aldo, number one contender fight. International fight week, five rounds. And the winner gets a shot at Aljamain Sterling later on in the year. Everyone's healthy and ready to go, Mike. How do you feel about the possibility of Aljo versus Aldo? Hashtag Aldo on Aljo. And uh, TJ Dillashaw versus Piotr Jan. Uh... I'm not a huge fan. Like, if mm. Dillashaw doesn't fight for the belt, it's Jose Aldo. There's no other options. Mm. That's mm. it. Unless, like, there's injuries and stuff like that. I think that's that's the only way you do it. Now, for Piotr Jan, this one was actually easier for me because this story continues, right? The UFC, they're not going to go back to this well at least right this second. They're going to have Jan and Sterling kind of do their own thing, go on their own paths for a little while. But the beauty of this division right now, AK, is that... Piotr Jan can still get a fight, but the storyline can continue. You oh, throw no. him in there with the <gasps> man he got into a tatatat with backstage at the ceremonial weigh-ins. Aljamain Sterling's best buddy, the AK Lee, to his Mike Heck, Marab Dewalishvili. I mean, this is a no-brainer. Marab needs a big fight. There's some heat. This continues the storyline. The Piotr Jan goes out there and beats Marab and like does so convincingly. Aljo's going to want to fight Pierre Jan. So that, for a career move to the shortest path back to the title, I think Marab's the guy. I think Marab's the guy, AK. That's a perfect parallel. Uh, a, a comparison, a, a comparing us to uh, Aljo and... Because you are very... I think I feel like you are very much the funk master uh, of our pairing. <laughs> uh, I am very much like Marab. I'm, I'm a bit of a wild... I'm a little bit of a wild man. I'm a little unpredictable. <laughs> but I like to have fun. 
so perfect. Yeah, perfect example. We, again, it's really it's really one for one. It's really a one for one. People really do say we are the we are the Marab and Aljo of the uh, MMA media. Uh, yeah, I I love that. It's a very pro wrestling like storyline. Uh, I'm imagining you know Sterling cutting a promo this week uh, in, in an interview somewhere saying I'm never I'm never giving that guy another shot. I'm up 2-0. I'm the I'm the real champ, Piotr Jan. You can go to another division if you wanna if you wanna get a title. And then, if, again, if this were, uh, you know, AEW Dynamite or something, uh, <laughs> Piotr Jan taking a chair to, uh, to Mirage Valdez and Billy's leg and, uh, and forcing Sterling's hand, saying, I will break his leg if you do not give me a title shot. This won't be quite as dramatic, like you said. Uh, it, 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 I will, you know, I will beat Mirab Dvalishvili in a fight to prove that I deserve another title shot. So that makes a lot of sense. I went in a somewhat more boring direction. Uh, I guess maybe t- I want to remove him from the Sterling Sarah Longo feud. Uh, I like maybe, and and timeline wise, this would probably work out perfectly. Rob Font Marlon Vera are fighting April thirtieth. Maybe the Font Cheeto winner. Maybe I, 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 you really, you really kind of got me with that Marab snare, and I certainly thought about it, uh, and I'm really not sure what to do with Marab next, frankly, if he doesn't fight a, a top guy. But I'm going, I'm going a little more conservative here. This might be more what I expect to happen as opposed to what will happen, and I'm going to say uh, Jan versus Font Cheeto winner on uh, April 30th. I spoke with Marab here in Jacksonville. He's thinking July, August is when he wants to come back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I have again, I've said this about Marab a million times. It's going to be very difficult to find him a top opponent, but I feel this scenario actually makes sense for Jan because it builds the story and all that stuff, and it could get him back to a third fight with Hashtag Marab on Rob. Marab, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, listen, either of those fights are that you mentioned, even the winner of, of Font, Cheeto is uh, is a lot of fun as well, but let's let's get Phantom into this. Yes, the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May seventeenth, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov, and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. But now, AK, we have to move on to one of the most delivered fights in UFC history in comparison to the hype. Hamzat Shemaev defeats Gilbert Burns in a freaking war. And I went on the preview show, and I actually I, I actually went with this. And in our official picks, I kind of veered off. I wimped out. But at least it's on the record that I said, this fight's going to go one of two ways. Either Shemaev is just going to bolt Gilbert Burns in a minute, or we're going to be in for an absolute war. And I went with the war, and I went with Shemaev by decision, at least on the preview show. And we got even better than that, in my opinion. Incredible fight. Both guys showed a ton in that one. Both guys bled. Both guys hurt, battered, bruised. And everyone who watched it is now better for it, is now a bigger fan of the sport. So huge win for Hamzat Shemaev. Anyone who is saying that, you know, Hamzat is not the real deal or anything like that, shame on you because you're doing a disservice to what Shemaev, because AK, you just talked about learning and how important it is to learn. It is a, it is. An absolute disservice to Hamzat Shemaev because he needed this fight. And to be frank, it is very disrespectful to Gilbert Burns to even say that because that man, my proverbial hat, goes off to you, Gilbert Burns. All right? 
Shamaya passes the test. Burns has nothing to be ashamed of in any way. Where does Hamzat go now? Is it the Colby Covington fight? Because I will say this, heading into that card, I understood why Dana White said Colby, and I wasn't all that interested in it. Now I feel a lot different. What's your thoughts on this? I should apologize to Leon Edwards before I say this. Amar oh, no. Usman, listen, I've been beating this drum for a long time, and I think I have to stick with it. Kamar Usman, get Shemaev now. I know, you know, even though he's the champ, he doesn't necessarily call the shots. Like I said, the UFC has their own plans for him, for Leon Edwards, for Shemaev, for Colby Covington. You know, Dana White saying uh, on the Pat McAfee show just the day before uh, Saturday that if Shemaev wins, the plans to put together a fight with him and Covington makes all the sense in the world. Of course, that's that's a very sellable matchup. The next logical test. But I had Gilbert. I have had Gilbert Burns ahead of Colby Covington in my rankings for a long time. People can agree or disagree. Frankly, I don't care. Uh, this fight did nothing to change that for me. I, like we said, I, I, Gilbert Burns performed amazingly well against a much bigger opponent. Uh, some people thought he won. I, I don't. I, I had it for Shemaev, 29-28. But that third round was a banger, and Gilbert uh, Burns ended the fight so strongly, I understand why he left that impression. So the fight had no real losers. Both guys just looked just looked fantastic. And for me, I'm ready to see, I, I, I have been ready to see Shemaev uh, tested against Usman. Uh, and, and again, I just stand by my theory that it's Usman's, it would be a strategic move to get Shemaev now. We we don't know how great Shemaev can be. I'm sure if you're Usman and his team, you saw that fight and you saw a lot of holes. Very hittable. Uh, he's going to learn from a lot of those mistakes. Does he have time to learn from all of them uh, before, you know, if, that, if he had to fight Usman next? I don't know. And if you're Usman, you should jump on that opportunity. This guy is coming for you. And maybe Usman is good enough to beat the best version of Shemaev. And maybe that's what he wants. Usman's a competitor. Maybe he's like, I want this guy to be when he finally, when I finally fight him, I want the best, best version of Shemaev because I know I can take him. But if there's ever, if there's even slightly any doubt, you try and make that matchup happen. And 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 let's be honest, it could happen. Uh, especially with Leon Edwards, the poor guy. I don't know what happened. He's like a baseball player. He suffers some of this. He's got you know unfortunate injuries and just setbacks. COVID nineteen, just these weird things that happen to him. And the the matchmakers just not liking him. I don't know. He might have to wait. That fight's not official. We said there's a chance. Jose Young's very confident that Leon Edwards is going to get the shot. He should get the shot. He should get the shot. But I'm saying, if I'm Usman, I'm matchmaking from Usman's perspective. Get this even more sellable fight now, and a guy who uh, snuffed snuffed that that challenger out before he gets too uh, too hot. I will say this: I was I was on the side that if Shamai won that there was a chance that he would leapfrog Leon. It just depended on how he did it. As the week progressed and you know, like conversations I've had, I realized a little bit slower that Leon's going to get this fight. Like it, there's, It's probably going to happen in July. I don't know if it's going to happen International Fight Week. It's going to happen in July. But I'm, I was 99.9% convinced Leon was getting the fight even before Saturday. But now it's the Colby fight. It is so much more interesting now. It's a huge fight. You do it on ABC, and if you get that on ABC, massive, massive main event, five rounds. It'd be freaking gigantic, and it's a number one contender fight because even if Colby wins, you can run it back with Usman again, and no one's going to complain about that. Like Some people might, but I wouldn't. I want to see those guys fight again. I think still, to, at, right now, even with Shamayev beating Gilbert Burns, I think Colby Covington is still the best welterweight or the second best welterweight in the world. He's the best behind Kamar Usman. 
and right now in my mind, and this is no disrespect to Hamza, this just goes to say like how effective Colby Covington is. I would right this second pick Colby to win that fight. It, but it would be a war. It would be very close. I just think if it's a five-rounder, the way Colby just, he's got a chin on him. He can take shots. He could deliver a lot of volume. And just his work against the fence, even as big as strong as Hamza Shemaev is, I think Colby could wear on him down the stretch. Because both guys got tired in that fight. Colby wouldn't get tired. He would just keep going and keep chaining those takedowns together and just keep trying to make Hamza's life miserable. So, right, I mean, it would be a very slight favorite, and I think the betting odds would have that fight maybe like one, minus 160 for Hamza right now because recency bias. But right now, if like this fight happened tomorrow without any build, any press conferences or anything, I would lean Colby to win a unanimous decision in that fight. But that's why I want to see it. That's why I want to see it because if he goes out there and beats Colby in any way, any form at all, he gets his title fight against the winner of Usman versus Leon. And I just want to see what Colby's pace does against Hamzat's chaos. Let's go. ABC five rounds. I'm all in on that fight. I didn't think I would be, but I'm all in on it, AK. I think there's no question we see that fight someday. And and I'm like you. I do I, I do need to see that fight, that question answered. But I want Usman next. If I this if I had to pick, I'm a I'm a child. I want it now, Mike. Right. Like I want it now. If Usman I wanted, was I wanted it like six months ago. I want it now. If Usman was Connor, he'd probably do that. But I just think the UFC is gonna be like, nah, dude. Like, we're gonna we're gonna build him up and give him one more. And if he beats Colby, then we get him. We're trying to like the UFC's trying to like they're positioning this guy to be the champion of the world. And I think they realize that that if he fought Usman right now, there's a chance there's a pretty good chance Usman wins that fight, even as good as Hamzat. And this is no knock on Hamzat, because that I learned more about Hamzat. I was actually more impressed with Hamzat in his progression in his career after watching that fight with Gilbert Burns had opposed to what I would have felt like if he just went in there bolted Gilbert. Like, it would have been a much bigger story. We'd be talking about it for weeks, but this was this was better for him, 1,000%. Let's 15 head... Minutes, 15 minutes with Gilbert Burns are going to improve him so much. Not, yep. not just the fight itself, but when, when they get when they check the tapes and, and dissect that performance, man, they are going to be... There's so many things to be able to take away from that and make him a better fight. It's scary. I... I like I'm gonna, I would picture him. I have to beat uh, uh, Covington and really pretty much anybody else he fights next, except for Usman. Let's head to Mackenzie Dern, who picked up a huge win, very closely matched fight, MMA decisions, media members. I think this is the most. If we're using the the quote unquote robbery word, this would be the only fight really from an MMA decisions landscape that would be worth a AK robbery review because even on MMA decisions. For the Sterling Yan fight, more people sided with Sterling. There were a bunch of draws, and then a couple people went with Yan, but it was mostly Sterling. This one, eleven to seven margin for a very gritty Tisha Torres. I didn't think this was a robbery. This was a close fight, a split decision. However you scored it, I'm cool with. But Dern's uh, looking to get back to that to maybe a number one contenders fight. AK, she threw out a bunch of names. She was very realistic about it. One of which was Yan Jaunan. And I like that one, AK. So, spoiler alert, that's what I'm going with. Your thoughts on what's next for Mackenzie Dern? Yeah, very smart call out. Someone who I think is one spot ahead of her, either in our rankings or in the official rankings or both. Sorry, excuse my, my clicking and clattering here, guys. I, I, forgot to bring, I forgot to bring up the rankings. Normally, I have these things prepared. But, you know, again, pretty hectic night. Pretty hectic night last night, guys. I think we all agree. <laughs> Uh, I do think Jan Shaunan in our rankings, we might have have uh, Mackenzie Dern higher. Let me take a quick look here. We have Mackenzie Dern one spot above Jan Shaunan. So they're, they're pretty close together. UFC, I can't remember. I think she's ahead of her there too. Um, 
I do like the call-out. Very smart move right after the fight. She knows what she's doing. She's always kind of been good with, with call-outs and picking opponents, so credit to Mackenzie Dern for that. Uh, but I don't know. You know, Jan, two-fight losing streak. Yeah, tough opponents. She's, she looked good in her last fight. She, I'm not crazy, right? She fought... Um, she fought Marina Rodriguez. Uh, Marina Rodriguez, yeah. And it was a good fight. It was a really competitive fight. And a lot of people thought Jan won that fight, by the way. Really? Okay. I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that, but it certainly was competitive and, and a very dangerous fight for, uh, for Marina. But uh, I will say... I like what you're saying. She does obviously want to move back to a number one contenders fight. I don't think there's a better number one contenders fight than fighting Carla Esparza if she loses to Rose Namajunas. So that fight's happening May 7th, UFC 274. We're about a month away. Uh, there's Carla Esparza could certainly beat Rose Namajunas, so this is I, I, I'm not saying she was definitely going to lose. This is this is an if uh, pick for me. Um, so I won't get a point. For example, I won't get a point if Rose Namajunas uh, loses and fights Mackenzie Dern. That's not what I'm saying. I specifically because I think Rose Namajunas would go would get a rematch if she lost to Carlos Buzzer. They'd be one and one. You can you could probably sell an immediate rematch. Uh, UFC likes her. Fans likes her. If she's ready to go and healthy, they'd probably just want to book that one again right away. Um, but for but if Carlos Buzzer loses, suddenly she's zero uh, and two against. Oh, sorry, she'd be. My math is so screwed in my head. She would be one and she would be one and one, and I don't think she would get. Uh, I don't think she would get a rematch. Mike, did anything I just say there made sense? I know what you're saying because I'm just okay. as exhausted as you are. <laughs> I mean, if this, she, way, this wouldn't she, be a number if, one contenders fight per se, yes, but if yes. Dern won, she sets her up nicely to get a title shot. Yes, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, Carlos Barza, yes, okay. So Carlos Barza loses, it would even up the series, but Carlos not getting another shot. Uh, at, at Rose Namajunas. If Rose loses, even though she'd be 0-2, I think she would get a rematch with Carla, third fight. Uh, but Carla, yes, with a loss, should fight Mackenzie Dern. I think great style matchup. It'd be, uh, I think Dern would jump at it again. And that, if you beat Carla Sparza coming off a loss to Rose, there's your telesha. Is she ready for one with just one more fight? Man, I don't know. But uh, I think she's. Re- I think Mackenzie is really, really fun to watch. Very popular fighter. UFC could sell a fight with her and Rose Namajunas uh, in, the, in the year of our Lord 2022. It's a sellable fight. Yeah, I'm down for it. I just don't know. I mean, well, maybe times on timelines would line up because either way, Carlos getting married like a week after that fight, and mm-hmm. sure she's gonna want to take time and enjoy married life, and as she should. Let's go to Irish Marco Matson, AK. <laughs> oh, Ireland, the, pr- the pride, the pride of Ireland. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That that was just hilarious. Twi- Twitter Twitter was tremendous uh, throughout the night. Joe Rogan actually was was Joe Rogan actually fixed it. As the, he was as, he was he was going in and out. He was going in and out every time. He would say O Madsen, then he'd say Madsen, then he'd say then he'd have a good run of Madsons, then he'd have some O Madsons, and it didn't help that uh, that uh, uh, it was Paul Felder. Paul Felder was saying O Madsen, so that didn't help Rogan. That was probably throwing him off again. Anik, of course, was on point the whole time. He was saying just Madsen, um, guys. It is it is just Madsen. It's yeah. just Madsen. O is just like the o middle initial. Okay, it's not it's O so hyphen Madsen. It's so he's not confused with two-time NBA champion Mark Madsen. All right? <laughs> yeah, I understand yeah. why he throws the O in there because Mark Madsen is an North Madsen of, of the Lakers was an international superstar. So you got to throw that O in there. Yeah, we're not going to Dublin to have a, a pint at O Madsen's pub. Okay, we're just not. I mean, maybe there is an O Madsen somewhere, but not this particular. It. it won't be owned by this guy, but. <laughs> He gets the win over a gritty Vince Pichel. Heading in, I felt like winner should absolutely get a top 15 opponent. I like Marco Madsen. I I think he has a tremendous personality. He seems like one of the good guys of the sport, but I don't know, man. He didn't close the show in a way that tells me, like, all right, we got to get this guy a top 15 opponent. It's a good win. Vince Pichel is, is a tough dude. I actually feel like in the eyes of fans, Pichel's stock rose more than Madsen's, even with a loss. 
definitely not a third round. We're going to be going back and talking about for round of the year by any stretch of the imagination. But at the end of the day, Mark Madsen is trying to support his family. He's trying to support his kids and, and try to make as much money as possible. And the win is more important than anything I, you, or anybody else have to say. So I don't know. What do you think he's going to do now? He's 12 and 0, still undefeated. Where do we go? Yeah, this was tough. 37 years old. So again, and and, and uh, pretty old in fight years. Again, like I said, like I said, he's an Olympian. He's been wrestling his entire life. That's a ton of combat sports wear and tear on this man's body. Uh, he's in incredible shape. Don't you remember? I mean, you look at Marco Madsen, you're like, this guy, <laughs> this guy looks like he looks like a beast. So he's definitely, uh, if he's 37, again, I, I should say 37 years young. He's just, he looks, he looks fantastic. Uh, but yeah, he's a tricky guy to book because he is undefeated, but he's not like an undefeated guy who has the mystique of like a Hamzat Shamayev. You know, he's not like trucking people. Uh, this win made him, what, 4-0, I think, now in the UFC um, with some nice names. You know, again, Vince Pichel is a, is, is a classic spoiler. So yeah, it wasn't uh, a dominant victory, but to get past him is big. I had Vince Pichel way ahead of uh, Madsen in the rankings. So so that was a big jump. Uh, this will be a big jump for Madsen for me. And I think the win over Clay Guida was a close one. Not that impressive. Clay Guida is a veteran, a legend. That was nice. So I had a lot of I had a lot of trouble with this one. I, I, I don't know if you did. Um, so I had to go to my secret secret rankings, Mike, uh, which extend oh my gosh, which extend well beyond a top 15. It goes all the way to the infinity. I rank every fighter in the UFC. <laughs> and I landed on Hanato Moicano. I have Hanato Moicano at number 22 in my rankings. I mark Mark O'Madson at 23. And uh, yeah, just just a good fight. Uh, Moicano very experienced. I, I think he wants uh, he still wants a, a quality opponent. He's not looking for a big bump down in competition An undefeated silver medalist uh definitely fits the bill and for madsen again you need more experience you need to keep fighting guys with different uh different styles different challenges moicano a very different challenge from uh miss pichel and i think this would be a great uh, great main card fight on a, on a fight night somewhere i'm going with demir Ismagulov. i'm not going to spend a ton of time Ooh. on this but both guys I, I just feel like it's perfect both guys are on great wow. streaks both guys sort of need a signature performance both guys looking to crack the top 15 i just think timing's great for this one and that's the one i'm going with 4-0 in the UFC, 4-0 in the UFC. Someone's else got to go. Storylines. We like stories, and we like learning, AK, and we're going to learn a lot about both those guys in a fight like that. So let's head to the wild card round because we're more than halfway through the show already. We're going to choose one fighter we have not matchmade for yet, and we will matchmake for them right now. lot to choose from here, AK. Where are we going here? I hope we pick the same person because I had a lot of trouble with this one, but obviously I think this guy needs to be talked about because he's – the UFC is very, very much invested in him. I thought he had a good performance uh, on Saturday. Not one that's going to blow the doors off. One that's I'm sure people can scrutinize. Ian Gary, the future, 24 years old, a guy many people feel is destined to challenge for the uh, welterweight title someday. You know, tw maybe 2024, not anytime soon. But he seems to be on that path. He's got the look. He's got this kind of, you know, not a larger than life personality, but he's certainly very uh, comfortable on the microphone. And uh, and he's got the skills, you know, he's got the skills. He looked very impressive in Cage Warriors and, and I think has looked good in his first two UFC fights, if not exactly like a, you know, a top 20 guy yet, not even like a top 30, if we're being honest. So I, I, I had to go again. I'm going kind of sticking same level of UFC experience. I went with Ramaz, uh, Ramiz, excuse me, Ramiz Brahimaj, uh, who who's two and two in the UFC, recently bounced back with a win. Good fighter, talented guy. Um, great grappler, so so kind of again presents a, a, a stylistic matchup for uh, a challenge, excuse me, for Ian Gary, and a winnable fight. And even if he loses, I think even if he lost to Brahim, it's like I'm sure people would criticize, but I think that guy's really tough, uh, and and is uh, the kind of opponent that he just needs to learn from. So I don't know I, if you picked Ian Gary and you have a better pick than me, or if you can just want to 
kind of help, help me offer me some advice here, Mike, because I actually really didn't know where to go uh, with the future. Uh, I did not pick Dan Gary. I do want to shout okay. him out, though, because, sure. you know, people give him crap about what he says in the microphone. But I got to tell you, I mean, this guy's personality is tremendously infectious. You're around this guy. He's happy, smiling, just just. It's just a personality, to say the least. Like, really nice guy. I mean, it's just super cool. And I actually liked his post-fight scrum. Like, it's nothing... Yeah. It wasn't, like, headline-worthy or anything like that. But he's very, a very... You know, obviously some confidence there. Mm-hmm. He sees... he sees He's investing in himself. He feels like in, in a few years he'll be that guy. And I, you know what? And if we're talking about how we feel about Ian Gary and how we feel about the Patty Pimblets of the world, I'm investing all my money in Ian Gary if I only have the mm. choice between the two of those guys because Ian will get over eventually, good or for bad. But I feel like he's, I feel like his skills are just going to evolve in a much quicker way. In like five years from now, we're going to be talking about Ian Gary potentially fighting for a world title. Well, I don't feel like we're going to be having that conversation with Patty. And again, we, I don't know. I'm not going off on this tangent. I don't want to talk about Patty Pimble right now, but I liked everything. I liked everything I saw from me and Gary this week. I yeah. thought it, and luckily we didn't get a post fight interview. I, we might have, I don't even remember, but he came back. He was like, listen, I know you guys want to watch this fight. I want to watch this fight too. They brought him in right before the Shamaya Burns fight as they were both walking out. And he was like, <laughs> I understand you guys want to watch this fight. So I'm going to make this super short. And I'm like, I love you for that. I'm going with Raquel Pennington, AK, because she did a lot of things right on Saturday. Mm-hmm. She won the fight. I thought her post-fight scrum was one of the best of the night. She was planting a lot of seeds after defeating Aspen Ladd. She called for a number one contender fight, which I actually think she deserves right now. The streak that she's on right now, you could absolutely throw her in her number one contender fight, and I would not complain about it at all. I feel like Holly Holm, Ketlin Vieira might be more that, but I actually think Raquel Pennington is a much more interesting fighter in this division right now, especially if Juliana Pena beats Amanda Nunes. The Sarah McMahon callout, I just did not like it all. It just, it, I mean, it, it just didn't make any sense to me. Everything else is great. Number one contender fight, yes. McMahon, no. Arini Aldana, yes. That's the fight. Arini was supposed to fight Aspen Ladd on this card. Raquel Pennington replaced Arini Aldana, Got the win. I think Arena Aldada in the... I don't know what she's ranked in our rankings. UFC rankings. I think she's like three. So, yeah. That's the one I'm going with. Because I, I I don't know if the UFC w- was going to position this fight as a number one contender fight. But if someone came out and, and got a big win, they make a strong case to fight the winner of Juliana Pena versus Amanda Nunes too whenever that happens. Probably sometime this summer. So, if, if Aspen didn't get the job done, Raquel did. Let's give her that fight and, and see if she can get another big win. Because that'll be five in a row. And... I mean, I don't know what else she needs to do. Yeah, we have Aldana 5, one spot ahead of Pennington. Uh, they fought in, of course, July 2019. Pennington won a very, uh, quite highly disputed split decision. I, 100%. Know, I know most people watching thought Aldana, Aldana won that fight. That's probably why uh, she's, ranked ahead of, <laughs> she's ranked ahead of Raquel in our rankings. Uh, yeah, would love to see that one run back. It feels like it has to be done. Again, I'm talking 2019, so we're two, oh, almost three years ago. So we are well past the... The time where we can say, "Oh, that fight happened so recently. Do we need to see it again?" Yeah, yeah, we probably we probably need to see it again. I like that pick for Raquel. I love the idea of her fighting Pena someday. By the way, uh, Ultimate Fighter 18, never die. They should have met in the finals of that show. I will be amazed, Mike, if you can name who beat Raquel Pennington to make the finals of the Ultimate Fighter 18. A, a Canadian woman who I think never fought again, if I'm not mistaken, um, after losing. Oh to, man. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of remember what I'm talking about, right? I know, I kind of know, I like, but I can't once. remember. She that fought name. once. She fought another Canadian, 
Uh, she fought uh, Valerie Letourneau in her one UFC post tough UFC fight and lost. 2015, never fought again. Who? Uh, I just say the name. I know it was like a big upset. Jessica Rakosi. Yep, that's the one. That's her the one. Final, her final MMA record, professional, not including that she went 3-0 on the Ultimate Fighter, obviously, to make the final. Not including that, her actual pro record, 1-5, one <laughs> no contest. What a strange I, – I should track this woman down because uh, she must have a story to tell. Uh, and it, I, it was shocking. I remember she was not one of the favorites to make it to the final. This was a house that had uh, Roxanne was in there, uh, Shayna Baszler, and this little known woman from uh, this little known warrior, I say, excuse me, from from uh, Hamilton, Ontario, fought Juliana Pena, and uh, it was not a close fight in the final. But um, yeah, very strange. She beat Raquel Pennington, so I'd also love to see that. I'd love to see that fight finally happen, uh, Raquel and uh, and uh, Juliana Pena. But we'll see. Maybe if she gets past Aldana, maybe it happens. All right, we're going to go to the peeps. We're yeah. going to skip the disclaimer this week because, I mean, there's no rules here, okay? I haven't looked at any of these. I'm on my Instagram DMs. I'm literally going to scroll and pick five. Oh, I'm going to pick five, and Good. then I'm turning it over to you. I meant to do the same thing, yeah. All right, so here we go. Francesco, our big Italian fan. He likes Mike Malott versus AJ Fletcher, Julio Arce versus Mario Batista, Pennington Duranda, me too. I don't hate that idea sure. at all. Uh, Hernandez versus Bruno Silva. Olenek versus Juan Espino. Ooh, inject that. That's great fight. <laughs> and then he likes Ian Gary versus Brian Barberina, which I actually like that fight as well. That's, sure. that's actually a good matchmaking right there. Uh, John Ray, with over 132 combined fights, how have Arlovsky and Olenek not fought? I don't care if Arlovsky wins or loses. Meritocracy be damned, please. Of course, Arlovsky is going to be fighting Jake Collier on April 30th, stepping in on short notice. So we will see if Arlovsky can uh, make Jed Mishu's article about him. Stand the test of time. Arce versus Phillips. Hernandez versus Chris Curtis. I like that fight. Ian Gary versus Cowboy Oliveira. Matson versus Riddell. That's interesting. Dern versus Namun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Namun is loser. Burns Covington. Shamayev title fight after Edwards or interim versus Edwards. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the interim thing is not going to happen. I'm sorry. Jan versus Marab. Sterling versus TJ unless he's not ready. Then Triple C. Okay. Zombie versus Mitchell. His next fight, not Mitchell's. Uh, well, I don't agree with that. And Volkanovski versus Holloway seems like an obvious pick. Hernandez versus Curtis uh, was not one of the permutations we had of the six middleweight fighters we had, right? And that never, that never, that was never in play, right? <laughs> I think that's the only one that didn't come yeah, come about. Okay, but I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. Uh, ooh, good, a newcomer, Clemens Lumper. Hey, longtime follower from Austria here with some Otno picks wow. for UFC 273. Aljo versus Dillashaw. Jan versus Marab. The heat is already there. And I don't think the trilogy should be next for Jan and or Sterling. Hamza versus Colby. Burns versus the Bilal Luke winner. We didn't talk about Burns, but that's that's the direction I would go. Volkanovski versus the Gaethje Oliveira winner for the lightweight title. Clemens throwing fastballs in here. I like it. Pennington. Danka, Danka Clemens, Danka. Pennington versus Arini Aldana, Mackenzie Dern versus Carla if Carla loses against Rose. So like a combination of both of our picks, AK. So you got to love that. Robbie Ryan, Michael, Alexander, how the bloody hell are yous? Let's have a yarn about the next ones. Uh, Robbie Ryan, the man. Volk versus Max again, I guess. Uh, you guess? Come on, Robbie. Have some. That may supposed to be fun. T eh. <laughs> I actually thought about this pick too. TKZ versus Giga Chikadze. Yeah. I, I like, like that I one. Like that a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, another Aljo TJ, Jan Aldo 2. Totally down for that fight if that happens. Shamaya versus Title. Burns versus Colby. Dern versus the Lamosh Andraj winner. 
Yeah, maybe. Why was I against that? I don't know. I didn't love that. I can't remember why. I looked at it and I didn't, I didn't love it. I, it didn't stick out to me. Uh, Matson versus the winner of Grant Dawson versus Jared Gordon. I like that fight as well. Uh, another Gary versus Barbarina wildcard. We might see Sterling versus Jan 3 next. I thought Jan won 1, 4, and 5. Um, yeah. And then we'll end it with our, our man Tristan Gordat before I turn it over to you. No fight suggestions. Main card, Mackenzie Dern versus Tatiana Suarez. Yes, Mike. I got Tatiana skipping the line. I think she will make the cut down to 115 successfully. I just find that fight very intriguing. I will say this, Tristan Gordat. I know what you're I know what you're thinking. You think I'm about to rip you to shreds right now. But you have to remember, and this is a very important fact that wasn't mentioned on the show. I'm in Florida right now. You're dealing with Florida, Mike. So I'm not gonna rip this apart. And by the way, if Tatiana Suarez. You could though. You could. I could. I'm not going to. I will after. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I actually don't hate this idea. <laughs> Tatiana, I think Tatiana will come back and she will fight at 125. I don't know if she stays at 125, but her next fight should be at 125 and it should be against someone that she probably should beat just to like knock some of the rust off. It would be an interesting matchup. I just, if Tatiana's like, hey, guess what? I'm 122 right now. I'm going to fight at 115. Let's go, Mackenzie. I'm in. Okay. But there's a lot of ifs, and we know ifs and whats are candy and nuts, blah, blah, blah. I was going to uh, say, the, phrase, the phrasing of his statement was confusing to me. Like, he said, he, th- he said, I think Tatiana Suarez will cut down to 115. I think she'll make the cut down to 115 successfully. She's, she has been. That's like, right, weird. Right, like, but she's... Does he, does he know? Does he know? Like, no, he knows. He knows. He knows does that. He? No, he does. He knows that. that but she, she was booked in a, in a flyweight fight before yeah. she got hurt again. So the I think... Phrasing it's, of, the phrasing of that makes it sound like he's saying like she's cutting down to 115 for like the first time or something. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't think... I, I don't think he oh. meant that. I think... Defend she, him. She's also Defend said... Him, Mike. She's also said in many interviews that she wants to fight at 125 first. And then okay. maybe go from there. Maybe she stays there. Who knows? There's, there's right. some unknowns there. But if she does want to go to 115, she's ready to do it now. Sure. That's a good fight. Uh, the Irishman Marco Madsen versus Drew Dober. Interesting. Uh, Ian Gary versus AJ Fletcher, Mike Malott versus Michael Michael Morales. And by the way, can I give a shout out to Mike Malott? This guy, I actually think he came off in terms of guys who you, the UFC could look at and be stars. Uh-huh. He's not there yet, but he had a he had a hell of a night. A plus night, a plus night across the board. Congratulations to you, Mike Malott. And I thought uh, he did a good job putting over his coach's GoFundMe to support his daughter. I like how he kind of took a shot and said. You know, I'm going to donate 10 G's and kind of through the UFC under the bus a little bit. But then Dana White came back in the press conference is like, he can keep his 10 G's. We're, we're going to donate 20. And I was like, cool. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah, Mike might have looks- cost himself might have cost himself a bonus with that comment, if we're being <laughs> honest. But I think Alexi getting to 60 wins and stuff like that, it's going to be hard to ignore. So hopefully they take care of Mike on the back end. They give him a little something, something. And and yeah, but he didn't even get the fan bonuses, which is wild to me. But no, not, not all that three, surprising. Did not go to like the three top. It was wasn't it not Volkanovski? Piotr Jan uh, got one, and he oh, lost. Piotr Jan did, oh, yeah, instead of Aljo. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, that tells you people. You know, a lot of people thought uh, who who actually won that fight. So, there hey, the go. people the people are never wrong. But uh, I will say, Mike Malott represented Waterdown, Ontario, with pride. Uh, it's a little town. It's part of uh, it's near Hamilton or part of Hamilton. It's, pardon me, guys. I've never been to Waterdown, Ontario. I'm not gonna lie. But good old Canadian boy. I'll tell you that you wonder where he where he got gets that gregarious personality. I'm just saying, it's a Canadian guy. It's kind of how we are. Very nice guy, and this is a message to you, Helwani. A, Mr. Heelwani, if you will. Mike Mollott better be on your show this week. That's all I'm going to say. AK, wow. we turn it to you. 
Oh no, I'm not ready. No, I'm kidding. Uh, all right, let me first. Uh, let me let me let me shine the spotlight on some first timers. We like our first timers. Michael Haynes on uh, on email. Michael P.S. Haynes. Uh, first time submitting. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I gotta leave. I gotta submitting. leave this area for a second. So wax all poetically. Right. I will wax poetically. First time submitting. Appreciate all you do. Uh, Volkanovsky. Uh, Volker's Holloway three. Holloway is the only featherweight that has anything for Volk. Okay, I, I don't know about that. And I think the champ beats him again. TKZ offered nothing. That that is true. Uh, Volk, Usman, and Izzy are uh, are just such the class of the divisions. I agree. Sterling versus Jan three. Wow, I want us to do a match with Jan. I think Sterling owns Dillashaw. Don't like the fight though. It seems like it's on. Jan presents the biggest challenge. I scored the fight for Jan, but it was a coin flip. Super happy for Aljo. Didn't deserve the hate. Happy he shut up the haters and shut up the Jan is going to walk through Aljo and could be number one pound for pound in the world uh, talk. So. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, excuse me, Michael making his opinion pretty clear on that on the storyline around that matchup. Shamaya versus Covington in all caps. Take all my money needs. So the fight proved one. Hamzat is beatable, but still a monster, which makes him even more intriguing. I agree. Two, Burns a badass, and I love that guy. Uh, I think Leon gets to fight with Usman. That's, yes, probably the most fair thing to do. If Shamayev gets the run and beats Burns, Covington, and then Usman for the title, the hype for the guy would probably be the biggest ever in MMA. I don't know about biggest ever, but boy, it would be up there. I do think he lost a bit of his fear factor, though. Colby will challenge him mentally in the buildup, and we'll see even more uh, of what this guy's made of. That's probably another reason why I, I kind of veered away from that matchup, is I, I don't want to hear what Shamayev's going to have to say about uh, about Hamzat, so... Uh, and just Hamzat's background in general. It's just going to get really ugly in all the wrong ways. Dern versus Dern versus Lemosh. I like Lemosh to beat Andrade. Oh, there we go. And uh, even if Lemosh takes the L, I like this fight. So Lemosh, uh, either way, regardless of the result of our coming fight. Madsen versus Ludovic Klein. Gary versus the loser. Oh, I don't know about this. Uh, the loser of Miguel Baeza uh, and Fialo. Uh, I think both those guys are maybe a little too much for Ian Gary at this point in his career. I, under, I, I like the thinking. I like the thinking. I I think both those guys will would beat him, though, and pretty convincingly. Well, soon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Casey Carpenter, also on email. Great program, as always. Love Mike's new morning show. Heck of a morning. Heck of a morning, or heck, heck of an afternoon, as it was once uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, but, yes, heck of a morning. People, please tune in. Twitter space is very easy to use. Um, just uh, click on that icon on the MMA Fighting Profile, guys. 8, 8, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, rematch, Aldana Pennington, Gary versus Nico Price, Fluffy versus Bruno Silva. Yeah, it does sound like a good matchup. Madsen versus Tiago Moises, Dern versus the Joanna Zhang winner. Oh, okay. So kind of the same way I was going, but the winner of that fight. Yeah, I, I'm I, again, I, I think, um, well, I'm sorry, I went with a different matchup. But yeah, take she has to wait for one of these upcoming matchups. Uh, Joanna Zhang winner. That'd be super tough. I don't know. I think both of them would be three to one favorites against uh, Mackenzie Dare. Hamza versus Luke after Luke wins next week. Oh, calling the shot. I don't think he gets KO'd by Usman. And after seeing his cardio tonight, Colby would wear him out. Like, I know you agree with that. Uh, Burns versus Muhammad Sterling. Dillashaw. Jan versus winner of Fonbera. Pains me to say I'd like to see uh, Korean Zombie retire. Thank you to him for all the great memories. Volk versus Cater. Oh my goodness, because I know everyone will be picking the max fight. P.S. Keep the martial arts apart. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Casey. Well done. Uh, I'll get a couple more here. Sorry, guys. Again, like I said, we're going to have to short change. Yeah, we got two, two more. Two more. Two more. All right. Well, oh, I'll just go to Twitter first. We got our new guy, Kenichi. He's messaged before. This is the first time actually submitting picks. Volkanovsky, Holloway. Uh, 
Uh, Kanishi wants to say, sign up as a fellow Asian, just a normal human being. That was really hard to see uh, TKZ be worked like that. I love him. There's a big part of me that like to see him retire. That's two retirement uh, uh, Otno uh, calls there and enjoy coaching or training the next generation. I do think he'd be a great uh, coach and trainer. And we, and when he retires from fighting, you'll still be seeing a lot of the Korean zombie. Um, uh, Aljo versus <laughs> hashtag Aljo versus Aldo. Jan versus Marab. There you go, Mike. It's, it's just make it happen. Hamzat Colby burns Luke versus Luke Muhammad winner. Uh, he won't fight Luke, right? I, I sincerely doubt he would fight Luke. No, they're, maybe, they're, maybe for a title and if for like millions of dollars, but that's probably well, the Muhammad, only way. Muhammad for sure. Hundred percent. Very, very happily take that fight. Uh, Duran versus Rose. Carla loser. Yeah, I like it. Uh, thank you. Kanichi says uh, he was nervous. You weren't nervous. That wasn't coming through. And uh, I'll go to Instagram real quick. Sorry guys, not really any pics from Instagram though. I see you guys. Some of our, our great fight pickers, Matt Bradbury, MMA heads, Marcus. Shoutouts to all you guys. But I do want to give a special, special shout out to. I'm going to call this guy. We should sponsor him, Mike. I think like, we need to reach into the. Uh, the petty cash and sponsor Jake Halsey, who uh, who who won an amateur fight. I believe he's this isn't his first. He's won other amateur fights, but he was victorious by arm triangle submission at a BT uh, fighting series show. So uh, Jake, he sent me the message. He put the clip out. So guys, if you want to see the clip yourself, Jake dot Halsey H A L S E Y on Instagram. He's got the highlight up on there. Uh, it's a very cool looking finish. Uh, he beat a man named James Zaran. So uh, representing Otno and representing uh, all uh, representing all the fighters out there. Thanks, Jake, and. Uh, I think you know again. I appreciate everyone's picks, but we can uh, we'll we'll get to those another time. Thank you everyone who sent stuff in, and uh, thank you Mike and, and Jose by the way. Big thanks to Mike and Jose guys holding it down in J- in Jacksonville, lovely Duval County. Uh, and uh, I can't wait. You know I can't wait to see you guys team up again. I don't know when the next time you'll be able to, but uh, it's great. It's some great work. I would like to go to International Fight Week because I've never been to Las Vegas ever in my entire life, which everyone How? is like stunned by. Because you've been covering the sport and you've never been to Vegas. I'm like, the furthest west I've been is South Dakota to cover an event. <laughs> and it was uh, it was a, it was the Ken Shamrock bare knuckle card. But uh, So that's it for this week. I'm actually on like a slight vacation for the next week. So I'm still going to be doing the shows. Like the, But that's all I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing the shows. Uh, I'll be doing heck of a morning. I'll be doing BTL. Uh, and that's it. That's all I'll be doing this week. Uh, my kids got school vacation, so I'm going to spend some time with them after being away for six days. And then... His birthday's coming up on Sunday, so there's a lot going on. We, might, I might actually come back to Florida, not Jacksonville, but I'll come back to Florida. Maybe Florida Mike can make an appearance and and just rest and relax. But next week, the UFC train continues on. This card is interesting. It's a lot of prospects, a lot of up and comers, but it'll be headlined by Vicente Luque versus Blah Muhammad in the People's Main Event. Just because he's already on the card, he'll be on the prelims as of right now. The return of Chris Barnett inside the UFC octagon against Martin Boudet. And then the rest of the card, just go somewhere else and find it. But I uh, appreciate you guys very much. Uh, appreciate everybody checking out the coverage. I do want to put over Jose Young's. The guy is an absolute animal. He's a beast. The guy just, and I've been saying this for years, he just doesn't get the credit he deserves uh, for what he does behind the scenes and on the road. The guy is an absolute monster. And he made me, he made me look pretty damn good this week. So it's all because of him. It's all because of him. I just held the microphone. He made me look. He made me look sharp out there, and I appreciate that very much. But that's it for this week. On on to the next I one. I think your plane's taking up. Mike is on a plane right now doing this podcast. <laughs> I know you guys know he's actually on a plane. He's. I can see he, people are very annoyed right now. Well, I can hear shit. <laughs> no. <I'm sorry>. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I can, I gotta get out of here, everybody. On the road to see the fam. But for AK, I am Mike Heck. UFC 273 is in the books. The matchmaking is in the books. We'll see you next week. And on to the next one. And always remember the ought no lesson. Don't take the stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have more fun next week following Luke Muhammad 2. UFC Fight Night. Blah, blah, blah. Right here on On to the next one. 
the podcast. I'm losing track of the UFC Vegas cards. Leave me alone. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.